today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's time for the uh, mayor's town hall, the mini town hall, and uh, so proud to uh, have and so happy to have the ha- mayor of the city of Hamilton, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, uh, joining us once again on the program to talk about a number of different issues. Mr. Mayor, hope you're doing well. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Uh, as we always, I guess, I was watching your meeting the other day, uh, General Issues Committee meeting, uh, COVID and COVID-19 and, and the rollout of the vaccine program and everything else uh, seems to be dominating the discussion. But so also, uh, as you know, Mr. Mayor, are, the, are the, the numbers that we're seeing right now with the variant and the new cases. And I know that at that meeting, uh, Dr. Richardson expressed some very, very uh, sincere and I think very well-placed uh, concerns about what's going on here with these numbers. Uh, the rumor is, is that we may be told that we're going into gray zone, gray lockdown zone today. What have you heard about that, Mr. Mayor? Uh, well, I haven't. I asked the doctor that uh, very specific question yesterday, and uh, it was still uh, kind of an open question as to whether they would or they wouldn't. Uh, there's uh, ongoing discussions happening with the uh, uh, Medical Officer of Health of the province, and uh, certainly it will be the provincial call, as it ha- has been all the way through, in terms of whether or not we uh, we should be going into a, an advanced lockdown. Uh, you know, the numbers uh, are now, you know, higher than uh, they have been. Uh, they're well over now 100 per day. And that's certainly the uh, the space where we need to start thinking about uh, taking extra measures. But there's also, you know, a lot more discussion happening around, you know, whether the other impacts of uh, lockdown and, you know, mental health issues, uh, uh, you know, harm that comes out of that and how do we can continue to create that kind of balance. So, the, uh, the variant is uh, very concerning. Uh, we're thankfully not seeing the level of death now that we have in the past, and certainly the vast majority of our elderly population and uh, those in long-term care and in retirement homes have been vaccinated, and that's, that's certainly the good news. Uh, but we're also seeing that uh, folks between the ages of 20 and 50 are now, uh, you know, the higher, higher category of people contracting covid that uh, that obviously leads us to those additional concerns. So, short answer is I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll have it. We'll have a I think a better understanding once the, uh, the provincial medical officer of health makes their decision. And uh, typically, they've made these announcements uh, on a Friday, so it's possible today. But uh, I'm not certain that it's going to happen today. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't get a vote in this. So I, uh, but it is done in, in consultation, of course, with the medical officer of health, Dr. Richardson, here in the Hamilton area. Uh, but what may or may not be happening. Do, do you get the mm-hmm. sense, though, Mr. Mayor, that there's a little more flexibility? In other words, uh, if you just go by the numbers, uh, as Dr. Richardson pointed out to council the other day, uh, we're probably going to get back into the gray zone. And as you mentioned, it's over 100. I think it was 106 the last time uh, we got put into the gray zone of the lockdown. And we're very, very close. It may actually be there now. We haven't seen the numbers for today yet. Uh, so the numbers indicate that. But you're suggesting that maybe there should be other factors that should also be weighed in the decision. Yeah, I think there's a lot more weight being put on, you know, level of hospitalization, uh, the number of deaths that are occurring. And, you know, one death, uh, you know, we can all say too many, but uh, the, those numbers have, have have somewhat flattened out. And so if if the uh, if the uh, the healthcare system is, is well protected and we're not seeing, you know, a spike in the in the death level and a reproduction rate that's uh, kind of spiraling out of control, those are all factors that they're going to be looking at that, that may not have been uh, – the biggest factors previously because we were we were seeing you know the hospital potentially overrun i know that our hospital system is ready they've they've actually provided additional 
space to be able to handle any additional variants, and that's still a concern in terms of the uh, of the ability for this virus to spread a lot more quickly. But uh, so far, they're uh, they're they're not necessarily seeing a spike in deaths. So all of those factors uh, start to become, uh, uh, I think, a lot more. Uh, reasonable to look at, largely because we we are seeing significant vaccinations happening in our community. I think we're at at about 70,000 people, a population that have been uh, given their initial dose of vaccine. About 15,000 of them have had their second dose prior to the change in policy, which uh, I think was the right thing to do. So we've got a lot more people immunized and vaccinated, but at the same time, we still encourage people to follow all those public health measures that uh, physical separating and staying within your own household all still very important even if you've been vaccinated so we'll see what happens today all right let me ask you about that last point though because that's interesting uh because again i'll reference back to the meeting paul johnson of course heads the uh, city's pandemic response efforts uh was expressing some concern about the number of businesses that are not being compliant i mean uh, mr mayor by now anybody who doesn't know the rules just isn't paying attention uh so they can't plead ignorance here it's a matter of just decide they don't want to do this and uh you know more people in the store than should be and not, not enough physical separation not enforcing masking and things of this nature uh, if, if it's falling down at that level i mean what what recourse does the city have um, is is more enforcement an option here yeah always i mean that that, that you know unfortunately that's the only option uh, you know we uh, we we message as much as we can when you know when we're talking about restaurants i think the misconception is that restaurants are now open to you know 50 50 people or or half of the capacity and so you can gather with uh, you know anyone you like uh which is not the case so the recommendation is and the regulation is that you are allowed to go to the restaurant you're allowed to sit at the same table but with folks that are in your own household and so that's still a a control measure that uh, would help prevent the spread of the virus and if people are not adhering to that then they're they're putting themselves and others at risk of continuing to spread this virus and they you know we, we it can't be said often enough you may be a carrier of this virus and don't even know and so uh, you're, the potential for you to give it to somebody else that isn't within your own household then leads to additional spread and all the contract tracing that comes with that. And, and, and you know, that, that's where the thing starts to spiral out of control. So the control measures that people need to adhere to uh, are very, very strict. Yes, you can go to a restaurant, but only with those that are within your own household. Uh, you can sit at a table of, uh, of four if there's four people there. Uh, we are going to require that uh, the restaurants also adhere to that policy. So they're going to have to ask some questions when people are coming through the door. <clears throat> That's their responsibility to do. And we're hoping that they do that. <clears throat> when I've been to the restaurant, uh, I've been asked, you know, name, address, phone number, all the, the, the things so that uh, it can assist with any contract tracing should something happen. Uh, all of those are requirements for the restaurant industry to adhere to. And I, I hate, to, I hate to focus on them because they, they seem to be the most impacted uh, as a result of the change, and that's a, that's a plus for them, but they also have to participate in those control measures that we keep talking about. So hopefully people are adhering to that, and if they don't, then, then you potentially are contributing to the spread of this virus. And so it's, it's still very much in the hands of individuals in our community, hopefully hearing the message, and uh, we're trying to get it out there in every way possible, either through, through the media, through uh, through print, through advertising, through uh, through uh, websites, uh, to let people know that 
need the physical distance. You need to stay within your own household as much as possible. You got to wear that mask, wash those hands, uh, and and whether you're vaccinated or not, those are still the requirements until we have 75 or 80 percent of our population vaccinated and we get the all clear from our public health uh, officials. Then then we're in a much better shape, and we hope that that happens sooner or later based on the vaccination outroll. Well, let's talk about the vaccination program. Uh, when it started the rollout a, a little while ago, there were some hiccups, especially with the online registration and the phone uh, system uh, that was in place, as the provincial one did. I mean, this is new for everybody, and I guess you know, there's going to be some some glitches from time to time. Uh, how do you assess it so far? What are you hearing? I mean, I'm getting a lot of anecdotal inf- information from people that have gone through this. Uh, they, con- the consistency here seems to be it's a lot of trouble to try to get registered, but once you actually are told where to go and when to go, Things seem to be going smoothly. What are you hearing? Yeah, it's exact, exactly what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, I'm getting nothing but positive reports for people getting vaccinated. Uh, when they're in the First Ontario Centre or up at St. Joe's, uh, the process is quick, smooth, easy. People are friendly. They're, they're getting great direction. And uh, they're in and out of there within uh, half an hour to 45 minutes. Uh, and you know what? We're we're getting great reports from people in terms of the the demeanor and the, uh, the the efficiency of how it's being done and how respectful everyone is in terms of people's time, and and the uh, their their anxiety around getting the uh, the vaccine, which is real. And so uh, you know we've got great trained staff that are that are moving heaven and earth to make sure that it's a positive, efficient, and, uh, and, and good experience for people. Having said that, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the registration system has been clunky. Uh, you know, every time there's an announcement on a new age category, there's a wave of, uh, of uh, registration applications that, uh, that overwhelms the system. I don't, I don't know that there's any system out there that can withstand, uh, you know, Tens of thousands of people all trying to log on at the same time. And so, you know, the beginnings of each phase has been clunky. But as, as, as it uh, rolls out, it gets a lot smoother. And I'm, I'm hearing both. Some people have spent hours doing it and others have took, took them just minutes. And so uh, I, I think timing is everything on, on the system. And, and again, when we're saying to people, be patient, you know, try, try not to be the first one online. Because uh, if everybody does that, we are going to crash the system. Uh, if you wait a wait a day, uh, you know, or late uh, or a couple of days, uh, you know, the, the the crush is gone, and it's a fairly smooth process for people to get registered. And I, and again, anecdotally, I hear from people that the moment they're online and they're uh, it's a it's a one two three four you know process, very simple, very quick. Uh, they they get good information in terms of their wait time. So when you're online, you, you can see exactly how many people are ahead of you, and they give you a time uh, that how long you're going to need to wait to get to uh, to your registration point. And and by and large, it's a half an hour, possibly. Uh, many times, it's even less than that. And so, yeah, it's a little bit more challenging, but you know, unfortunately, it's the way we have to go to try and get this done. And uh, in terms of vaccinations, if we have supply. We can vaccinate uh, as many people that, that uh, need to do it on a daily basis. So right now we're doing about 700 folks a day at the First Ontario Centre. Uh, that will continue as long as the supply is limited to where it is. But we can do 3,000 a day. And we are then planning to open up Rosedale in the, uh, in the East End, which will be a full-time, full-time uh, vaccination centre as well. So our, as supply increases, we're ramping up locations where people can get vaccinated. So... Uh, 
I, I, I understand the anxiety around this. I, I get the frustration that people are going through. They're just going to have to be patient because everyone that, uh, that is eligible to get a vaccine will get a vaccine. Uh, we'll leave that for now because there's lots more coming up and we'll wait for the provincial announcement about any restrictions that are going to be imposed or not imposed as time goes on. Uh, and not Withstanding the fact that you are, like everyone else at City Hall, consumed by the, the vaccine rollout right now, uh, you are, it's business as usual, there's other things that you have to do, and one of the questions that I've been getting from an awful lot of people, and I want to just very quickly in the time we have remaining, uh, we're looking for a new chief of police here in the city of Hamilton. Uh, of course, Chief Gert resigned some time ago. Well, you have an interim uh, chief right now, uh, Frank Bergen. Uh, where are you in that process as chair of the police services board? Are we, are we close to the finish line here? Uh, no, we haven't done a, a first interview, so we've had a public consultation process, a stakeholder consultation process to get a sense from the community at large, participants, uh, and, and some polling that we did through our, uh, our town halls that uh, indicated uh, some questions around what they think the qualities for a new chief ought to be. We've gone through that process. The, uh, the consultant that's working on this on, be- on our behalf are uh, out there uh, looking for candidates. We have not uh, yet seen the short list, but I, I expect to see that uh, soon. And then we'll get uh, into interviews uh, starting in early April, and hopefully by the end of April we'll have a, uh, a candidate identified. So we're, we're well advanced in the process. Uh, uh, you, you know, these things take time, unfortunately. And given the, the virtual environment that we're operating, it probably takes a little bit more time to get done. But uh, I, I anticipate that uh, by early April, we'll, we'll start doing some interviews of, of hopefully some great candidates that, uh, that are applying to be the new chief of police here in Hamilton. The debate is always, okay, do we go external or do you want somebody from within? Do you have a preference? Oh, look, I mean, in, in fairness to, to everyone, we've, we've done an external and, and internal uh, search. Uh, folks, uh, you know, both externally and internally can apply. Uh, I don't know who has applied at this point, so I would anticipate that there be some applicants from uh, from the internal force, and there's and there certainly credible credible applicants there, and there will be applicants, uh, you know, externally from around the country or or locally, uh, you know, other services that would apply as well. So we're we're going to have a look at uh, you know what the qualities that they bring. We'll, we'll match that up to you know what what uh, what we've identified as being some of the key. Uh, qualities that the the new chief has to have, and then we'll uh, look for the best candidate to uh, to lead our service going forward. Uh, you know what? Uh, and there, we've got uh, great talent internally, and I'm sure there's great talent externally out there as well. And we'll uh, we'll assess both and make sure that we pick the best person for the job going forward. Well, let's uh, leave it there. Time is our enemy here, as always, when we have so many things to discuss. Mr. Mayor, I do appreciate you taking some time out of a busy day to speak with us today. Thanks so much. Uh, stay well, and we'll talk again soon. Always a pleasure, Bill. Thank you. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.